0: postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome to season three of the Mystical Motherhood podcast. Today's guest, Joanna, is in her postpartum period, and we go into much deeper issues around the opening of the heart and getting out of the level of the mind. We talk about how as human beings and as women, we create our own chaos. And we talk about the ways, the different ways we can create our own chaos in our life and how our ego and our subconscious loves to recreate that kind of anxiety or chaos or depression or negativity in our life and how we feed off of that energy and the steps that we need to take as women and as mothers to get out of that type of negativity and move on so that we can create incredible peace and happiness within us and thus around us. So the steps are letting go, surrendering, and even just looking at the level of self sabotage that we create for ourselves and how it affects everybody around us. I hope you enjoy this awesome podcast. If you do, please leave a rating. It's so, so helpful. Go down and click the stars. You can subscribe. You can visit my website at www.mysticalmotherhood.com and you will find both of my books on the first page. Fertile is an amazing, amazing book on the esoteric um, practices you can do or apply during pregnancy. And Mystical Motherhood is a step-by-step guide for women entering motherhood with a lot of amazing, amazing meditations. Both of these books are on Amazon. Write me at mysticalmotherhood.com with any questions. And again, enjoy. And thank you for listening. So tell us where you're at. Like, where where are you? How old's
1: your baby? What's going on in your life? And what's your- almost five months. And I just have to stream of consciousness. There's like so many things going on. So I had a really we had a really rough start I feel like we were both in shock for like the first month and a half and it was not like I met him and I felt like I know him he's mine like love at first sight kind of thing we were both just like freaking out we were both just like ah it was a very intense first month and a half and then we kind of we've like just started around three months to sort of hit a rhythm where um I I'm able to stop This is probably the biggest thing I need to work on, but I'm getting better at stopping comparing him to other babies and stopping the comparison of my mothering and my intuition to other mothers. Oh,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, whoa, because isn't this a similar exact same issue you are working on with working with women? The comparison and the jealousy and the thing, right?
1: Yes, this is my thing. This is your thing. Funny, because here's the thing, too. It's it's like I oh gosh, I've gotten so much better about that for me. I never realized that would be a thing. I mean, of course, of course, it's a thing. But I never, I never consciously, when I was pregnant, thought like, oh, this whole time I'm going to be, I'm going to be tempted to compare you know, everybody's like sleep training and everybody's like, you know, thinks co-sleeping is ridiculous. And, every, and of course that's not this true. Is
0: but the same thing from like two years ago of when you were wanting to tap into your own intuition and your own power and your own knowing of, no, this feels right to me done. No, right. this feels right to me done. And it's right. interesting because let's compare it to a relationship or a job is, is like if we move from, I think I've said this before in previous podcasts, but you can't move from one relationship to the next relationship or from one job to the next job and think it's going to be any different or that that issue has is healed until it's really fully healed.
1: Yes. Yeah, so it, it gets exacerbated until it's really healed, right? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. So you got an, ex- you're getting an exacerbated probably experience of the, because the, what it really comes down to is the not, being strong in who you are and that self-power of Mm -hmm. like, no, I know this is right for me and I'm going to do it. And that comes from the self-esteem and uh, and even aspects of self-worth and all those different things that, so just so you guys know, her past issues were connected to you know, starting her own business and then comparing her own, you know, work, which is its own self entity to other women on, especially on social media. So, and we all do that in our lives in certain ways, like, you know, some sort of a jealousy thing. So then she had a child recently and one of the issues that are coming up for her is just this exact same thing, just transferred over to motherhood.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's so interesting because I live in Washington, DC and everyone is, Like I joined a mom's group, which was great. And I almost quit halfway through because it was, no one was opening up. And then finally everybody started to open up because I came into it so raw, but most of the members of the group are lawyers. (laughs) It's like really type A moms, really aggressive about how they want a mother. And I was, I am, and was so different from that. But just to your point, it's taken me months. I mean, he's almost five months. and It's taken me months to realize that's the lesson is I actually, like with everything I do, I'm having, you know, moon circles in Washington, DC and Kundalini and and things where people are like, what the heck is that? (laughs) We don't do that in Washington. Yeah. And yet, you know, here I am wanting to do things really different and really slowly. and wanting to stay home with him a lot more than I thought I would. At this point, I kind of thought like, oh, I'll be back seeing clients. I'll be back working and writing and teaching. And I'm, you know, I'm doing that maybe at like 20% of what I was before, but I am happy about it. So I feel like, so, okay, the biggest, biggest issues right now, besides sleep, which maybe we can talk about, (laughs) maybe not. I don't know. I think that's every mom. The biggest issues are knowing that I need uh, like a little bit of space from him just to have some alone time. Um, but then also feeling like, When I get it, I, you don't want it. It's not even, when you get it, you don't want it. It's not guilt. Yeah. It's not guilt, but it's when I get it, I don't want it. When I get it, it's like I have an hour of it. And I, we, I just hired a part-time nanny and she's coming three hours twice a week. That's like not much at all. Very reasonable. It's going to be amazing. But I have this weird, it's like after an hour Guilt. Like okay, you can leave. Like I don't need you anymore. Get yeah. back to me. It's sort of this, and I I don't know, you know, how much of that is. It is good for us to both. You know, I wonder if some of it is. I don't want anyone else to soothe him, but me. I mean, I'm I'm trying to really be honest with myself. Is that a, is that a thing subconsciously where I'm like, you know, I haven't pumped yet, which we t- we talked about. Um, I haven't introduced a bottle, and that's—it's really late for that. And I—I I have some weird thing about that too, that I just need to get over. And I, you know, I'm in this like weird in-between state of wanting to spend every moment with him, and then also knowing that it's really much—it's going to be healthier for me as a mom and as a woman and as a human to take a couple hours, a couple times, to be apart and to trust it gets sort of this letting go. And I, and I'm needing to realize I need to do some of that, but I don't know how, and I don't know why it's so challenging for me to do that when it feels like, again, here's a comparison. Oh my God, it's everywhere. It feels like every other mom at three months is like, bada bing, bada boom, back to work. Yeah. It's hard, but just deal with it. Yeah. Pump four times a day. Just deal with it. It's not a big deal.
0: So and- what you're saying they have as many issues as you do. They just don't talk about it. And their pain is real going to work and staying home. I believe are equally difficult. Oh, I agree with that. I completely agree. I am still having, my children are four and five and six. So I'm separated from their father in a, we're doing really well actually now. Um, And for example, last night, they needed to go see their dad and I was going to go out to yoga. I was really tired and I had a glass of wine and then I didn't go to yoga, but I really just needed to stay home and rest. And then I felt I missed them, even though I wanted that time alone. It, it doesn't change and there's always going to be that push and pull within you. I don't think it ever changes. And I think that's called being a a woman and a mother. And I think that's the point of it. I don't think it changes even if they're older. I don't I can't imagine like when they're going to college, it's the same thing. It's just a connection. So yeah. don't feel bad about that. Second off, over time, I actually this came up with my sister recently and I'm going to give you a mirror is yeah. she I took a two spiritual specifically two long spiritual trips when my children were toddlers that changed my life the rest of my life and they were almost a work. People don't know what it's like to be in your own shoes, especially mm-hmm. if they're not mother. There's so much judgment to put upon yeah. women. For example, I took these trips and my sister said, I would have never left my children. You're mm-hmm. basically a terrible mother. You always leave your children. And that's not true. I wasn't working. I was with them mm-hmm. all the time. I took two trips and then it makes – so then people are always going to find something wrong with you. Right. It's their own stuff. And and you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but I'm only bringing that up because – I left my children and had people take care of them, even if I was at home working or I wanted to create something and they're the most independent and loving children now ever like they are comfortable being with their nanny if I go out Mm. and do something they like their nanny as much as me and I don't there's no guilt to that yeah and and there was periods they went through just so you know like where my one daughter wanted to be with her grandma more than me sometimes
1: Mm. and
0: I had to realize that they she had a karmic relationship with her grandma like her grandma was actually Mm. her mother or she was the mother I believe she was her grandma's mother in another life wow Yeah. and so I saw that and I was like oh they're working out their own you know and you have to realize that these children have their own agreements with people
1: yeah
0: and so you may call a nanny in that might have been somebody that they actually need to work something out with and then they start to cre- they can they're also creators of their own reality
1: yeah
0: and I believe that some of the nannies I was calling in wasn't even me calling them in t- at some point, it was them once they, and especially these, mm. you know, new types of souls, they're going to start co-creating with reality at a younger age mm. than we can think of. So you have to also think you're co-creating with reality and then your child starts to co-create with reality yeah, and your husband. So then you think it's just you who's creating these scenarios mm. and you have to give them back their own power of like, mm. Oh, they might've called that nanny in because that's the experience they need. And it's weird if you start to think about it like that. You're like, oh, like, what is this woman doing in my life? I don't want her here. It might not be about you.
1: Yeah, I like that. That's, that's another way that's that – it's really, a totally different way to think about it. That's such good perspective. That's so good. And I actually loved the nanny. As soon as she walked in, I was like, oh, her, her energy was so good. And my son smiled at her. He just – he really – he's definitely still – it feels like, at least for me, he needs me a lot for comfort. And he needs me a lot for food. Right. Because you know, um
0: and some of the nannies you might not get along with, but they might get along with the child better. Mm. So I had a couple of au pairs and or one of them in particular that I did not get along with. She but was she amazing with her. my child. Yeah. I mean, wow. my child had a blast with her. And wow. they were like like such a good nanny with her. Yeah. But that's what really Which is mad- the most important thing. Which is the most important thing. But what this really, really have to all of this comes back to And as I've gone through it over this past year is re-owning your own power Mm -hmm. and re like, cause you're, you're projecting out on like everyone else is doing a better job than me Mm -hmm. and comparing that, you know, like if, if they're doing it that way, then, and and that's what all these women do on these online networks are, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I personally never, I don't think I ever asked anybody what they were doing. Mm. Very rarely. Yeah. I mean, I had more people asking me what I was doing, which was never the norm. And why I was doing which is why I wrote, you know, my first book, Mystical Mother. But as I did a lot of research on like this, none of these normal ways of doing things felt right to me. Yeah. And so like including having the baby in a certain way, you know, at home, which doesn't feel right to most people. But to me, that felt right. But it's also about the mind versus the heart. And as we're going into this 2020 year, we're moving more into the heart. And the heart doesn't, the mind's going to overthink. So all those women in those groups are, and, and you, I'm going to also tell you something else about that group, which I had another Let me go back to the mind of the heart and then I'm going to go into that group and what it's mirroring for you. So you have to realize as we're moving into the year of the 2020, we're moving into the heart chakra. And as I've said in other podcasts, the heart chakra of humanity is beginning to open. When I went down to Columbia, a group of us were really working on that. And when, as the heart chakra opens, you have to go through your biggest wounds, your old wounds connected likely to mom and dad. And you have to look at how you're recreating mom and dad in all these different relationships. Hmm. And as you go into that, I'm going to call, this is my third book, the original wound. You'll find that the pain of that is so intense for anyone, but that's the key to opening the heart. And the heart is the guiding line. As we move into this new type of an age, we're not going to be able to be managed by the mind. And so this is kind of off subject, but not in it. You might feel yeah. it with motherhood. I hope I'm on. It's my, no, it's what you're awesome. Going through. Through. Yeah. Um, When as the heart chakra begins to open and you begin to be guided by the heart and not the mind, you may feel bipolar at times. And so the, as the heart opens which you actually may feel uh, whoever's listening some physical symptoms you may have people around you that are having heart attacks at younger ages or different issues are going to be coming up with the heart over the next year because the heart needs to open and sometimes it's going to take physical emotional spiritual or mental yeah. like garbage that comes up and 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 it's and for you as you're guiding post of the heart of mothering mm-hmm. of like doing what feels right to you and not comparing your mind is comparing your heart knows Does this make sense? So you, if yeah. you're ever feeling a little bipolar with the motherhood, so it, much. it can also oh be gosh, exacerbated so by what's happening on the planet on a humanitarian scale of the heart opening. And so as we move into the level of the heart, our mind is going to flip out. So your thoughts become faster and more anxiety is built. At least this is what I went through. And my heart opened. I'm as vulnerable and truthful and honest and authentic yeah. as I've ever been in my life. Yeah. But it took me going through all my false things and all the creations I was creating in my life to separate me from the heart. And part of yours are the comparison with these other women. And yeah. I want to remind you. So my guest today was working in corporate America. And so she was. She left corporate America to start her own which was a guiding from her heart, so the beginning of her heart-opening path to following what felt right to her soul and her heart. And so she began to run, you know, moon circles and private, she does private consultations with women all over Washington DC and beyond, and as it's become very successful with this. Mm-hmm. So when you bring back your these women that are lawyers. Yeah. You're going back into corporate America, and you're and you're um, recreating it, and so you're. La- I'm la- you're la- I'm laughing at you because <gasps> you've recreated the original wound.
1: Oh my god!
0: And so I had another. Not I had it an- that way, yeah, wow, you recreated corporate America, and so corporate America has a certain way of doing that, and you left it. So I had another. I was doing a, a session with another woman uh, a, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago or something, and she's part of these mothers' groups, and so she. I'm not going to say her name, but she lived in, you know, California parts of Orange County and and Orange County as a specific type of woman. Sure. And you, you follow what other women do. It's very comparison, very, you know, nitty, you know, can be gritty. Let's say, say the word gritty. And she was in mother's groups. And so she had moved from Orange County away from that area. And then she was recreating Orange County within these motherhood groups. And she couldn't, she's like, so what it is with the opening of the heart, it's all going to connect. I'm going to connect it back in now. We create chaos in our life, and so I, I, I'm going to talk about my own personal way of creating chaos, so that it will mirror to the listeners and to you what you're recreating your own chaos and your own original wound. So my original chaos was I recreate my father in in other men and and in relationships, and if he's not there, I'll find a way to bring him in. I'm like, "Where's Dad? Where's Dad?" (laughs) This year. Only this year have I finally been like, oh, I can catch it now. And that could be either obsessing over a man that I want to go on a date with now or before it was my ex-husband, before that was another guy. It was always obsessing over a man outside of me. Well, if I go into my original wound of creating my own chaos Mm. is dad. And so for you, you, I mean, we can kind of link it back in and anyone who's listening, we have to recognize our self sabotager. And how we create our own chaos in our lives. And for you, and how we almost somehow energetically get drawn back into the same pattern and trick ourselves into not realizing it's wrong and it doesn't feel right. So for me, if I'm dating the wrong guy and I start to go chaotic in my mind, I I catch myself now of like, oh, that's my dad.
1: Mm -hmm. And now
0: I'm quicker at it, quicker at it. Even a day, like, you know, I'm one day deep into meeting a man, not the right match, out now. I'm not going to recreate the chaos and chase him. And so. Do you
1: think I'm recreating the chaos, like, even through just taking on the burden of so much, like, beyond the comparison? Yes. Just, like, taking on the burden of everything, like, not pumping, not yes. wanting anybody else to help with anything. Control. That's control, all control. the same.
0: Yeah. You're recreating your own chaos, even though you thought it was healed, your original wound. And this goes back, I bet we could link it right back to dad and mom. Hmm. And so we, we, we have a way of, so it, it's all connected to the heart and the mind. I mean, if we go to the physical level of it. And so everyone has their own choice of chaos. So I have another, like other friends that like, they don't want to do IVF, for example. And I'm like, you're not wanting to do IVF and putting this off and putting this off and putting this off and putting this off is creating your own chaos. You could have Mm -hmm. been pregnant a year ago. Right. And, and, or, you know, like we, but we, then, then the issue, the issue becomes our world. Hmm. The issue, the problems become our world when there's really no problem. There's really no problem. You know, when I'm talking, I'm just bringing it back to myself because there's no projection here. I'm owning my own stuff, no, I know. but as I I'm, I'm healing it. my, so that's what we have to go into. That's, this is my third book. The original wound is once we go back into our, what is our original wound? And how are we recreating that chaos over and over again? And we all have our own ways of doing it. And then our subconscious and consciousness is so effing smart. We, t- we cannot, we, and, we, and we're such good self-sabotagers. We don't know how much time and energy we're wasting on our own chaos. And yours is the need for control and comparison.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you have just magically recreated it again you get it? You <laughs> oh skip? my God. Boom.
1: It's so funny because I even have not a ton of women that are like more, um, you know, just on sort of a, an the less trodden path, but they're in my life. Like even my sister, you know, cause we basically co-sleep with my son. Um, he's kind of in a sidecar situation for most of the night. And then we kind of co-sleep for a couple hours in the early, early morning. And it's working. Like it's fine. You know, it's yeah. not. It doesn't have to be such a big deal. Um, but it's funny. My sister is from Brooklyn, and she's like, everybody does it in Brooklyn. Relax. It's yeah. fine. Let it go. Like if you're not co sleeping in Brooklyn, you get uh, judged. You know, which I thought was so hilarious because it's like for a time, I couldn't let it go. I w- it was like my dirty little secret that I would bring my son into my bed and everyone's like, you know, we don't have a crib for him even because I just, I don't know. I don't feel like it's right for him right now. And I like, I, you know, I was like not sharing it with any of the other mothers, and, like hiding it and feeling bad and feeling weird. And it's, it's weird. Cause even with those other gateways, like a sister who's such a powerful force of helpful, you know, advice and wisdom, it still took a while for that to land. And for me to feel like, oh, wow, this Like this can be okay. And I guess the motherhood, mother's intuition thing is so real, but you're right. The subconscious can just be so loud that, you know, you have to find a way to clear the noise. And, And one of the frustrations has been, I haven't had a lot of time to meditate because I have created such a, you know, my, and it's, it's both my creation and maybe my son's as well. You know, he is not very independent right now with sleeping and, and it was a problem for a long time in my head and I would get really upset about it. And now I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm leaning into this. I'm going to enjoy the times when he sleeps on me when we're breastfeeding. I'm going to enjoy the times when he's in the carrier and we're walking around like he's getting big. He's growing fast. This isn't going to last for long. So that's becoming less of a problem just because I'm not terming it a problem anymore, which is great. But that lends itself to basically zero alone time. You know, Sometimes when he's on his tummy, like trying to crawl all around, I can do three minutes of cat cow, or three minutes of ego eradicator. Or, you know, when my husband's around on the weekend, I can do a class here and there. But you know, it's just been such a dramatic shift. And I can't believe it's been almost five months of meditating for like two hours a day and doing yoga every day to like, six minutes a day if I'm lucky. And that has been also I think very challenging. But that's to what to your point, I mean, I can hire someone have yeah. to help me. Every and day. you will. Use you're getting that to that
0: help. point that you'll do that, and this all. And you're, you know, there. These are your own issues with the control, but these are also natural. You have a five month old, right. So where you're right, where you're supposed hell. to be, and there's nothing wrong with you, which is actually so. So what I'm saying to your to your self worth is there's nothing wrong with you. And so these are real just issues of like, am I doing everything right? Does this feel right? Am I doing everything? It all goes back to that thing of comparison to other women. It really does. Nothing you're doing right now is wrong. And it's completely normal to want to be with a five-month-old if you have the opportunity to do so. Though when we right. have to go to work, it's more painful.
1: Right, right. I mean, I know it's a huge privilege and I know that. And I think – and that's also weird because I wasn't expecting – Feel that way. I was expecting to be like, I want a full client load, and I and that's been a, a strange thing to have to kind of tell my clients who are wonderful and very patient, and understanding. But you know, they're like, "Hey, you said you know three months, and then you said the new year, and now you're like not really sure what you want." And I'm not. I'm not sure what I want. I know I want to work again. Well, you it's can't
0: just- do. You can't work. So, for example, when I was going through my heart opening over the last um, last year. From August specifically to, to, to January, I had to stop my podcast. Yeah. I had to not take any clients. Yeah. I was just functioning and my I was changing on such a transformative transformational level internally. I couldn't have helped other people to the level I wanted to. Yeah. And that's normal. So there's two things I want to talk to you about that other people should understand too. So as our frequency begins to change on the planet. And and I almost named my entire program, not Mystical Motherhood, but New Frequency. Mm. I had had the domain picked out. I thought the book was going to be called New Frequency. Mm. And then I was like, nobody's going to understand that word. So (laughs) what Mystical Motherhood is really about is creating a new frequency within you. And once that frequency starts to change, and so my frequency has personally changed so fast at such an intense and rapid speed, everything around me has changed. And every person I'm around, everything, I my environment, everywhere I go, and I know you're about, you'll make a move soon. So your, your frequency, when your frequency makes that move, you're probably going to move to a more hippie place where there's women just like you. And so right now, you're still getting out of this old programming and belief systems. And so part of the subconscious programming or changing... Changing ourselves as mothers on such a profound level is getting down to these deep belief systems, and yours is corporate America yours is this is how man and woman you know vibe you know like yeah yours is the belief systems around work you're still getting out of that, and so that's why you're 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 teaching women about it and you're teaching women in order to get out of that right mm-hmm. and, you, mm-hmm. and once you fully change it within you, which it's still healing right now, yeah then your frequency is changed and you will no longer be attracted to even going in groups where corporate america is that intense. Mm. Does this make sense to you? Yeah. So your you you can't and what I mean by a frequency is if it's, no one knows what I'm talking about it's like an energetic signature that is so like if I read somebody's name and somebody gives me a name I I read by names and the name is the energetic signature of the individual. So you put up an energy to the universe. It's literally outside of you. And, and in my second book, Fertile, which is available on Amazon, I talk about the sacred geometry that's within the field. And so as you change your sacred geometry changes, your your almost the way your sacred geometry just flips in your field. And that's why I love Kundalini Yoga, because it works with all of these things, but then right. you cannot attract the same thing, it cannot hold in your field, which is why I mm-hmm. had to go through a divorce. We were not the same frequency, right? We were new for I was a new frequency. Right. And so just remember this: you're changing frequencies. You just did the stairs within two years, you're gonna be in an entirely different spot in your life. So she did these stairs to liberate herself and her family, and it, it'll change herself, change you. But it's gonna take two years to get out of it. So over those next two years you're going to go through a massive switch and you have to remember you're going through that still. Another thing to remind, to remember is that all these things with these women and all these different talks you're having only in the first. So when you're having a conversation, like a deep conversation with somebody and you're answering a question, the first nine seconds of what you say is your conscious mind. Mm -hmm. The rest of what you say, if you're like somebody asking a question or giving an opinion on co-sleeping is your subconscious so all of us are walking subconscious dumpers unless we do a ton of spiritual work and a ton of cleaning and then you're channeling from source hopefully some yeah. maybe then you're a clean clean a cleaner vessel to be able to hold yeah. more energy that comes through that answers questions for people.
1: Right. but
0: we all are kind of still subconscious dumping a bunch of people in their subconscious talking with each other yeah it's fascinating it's a problem. <laughs> And that's, it is a problem. So tell me when you're with these women, what you feel like and when you first felt that chaos.
1: Well, it was literally like from the day one. I mean, I've, it's like, I have the wrong stroller. I have the wrong, like, <laughs> it's just so funny. But we all, the very first session, we all sat down and there's a facilitator and we told, we're supposed to tell our birth stories and how we were doing present. And I think that this was when this was maybe about three months in or almost three months and all the babies are around the same age. And I was early to go and it was my turn. And I just like, I was so raw. I just started crying and I told everybody about, and I, you know, I had a home birth, which was also so different from the vibe with this group at least. And I was just, I was so open and vulnerable and upset and overwhelmed and honest about how I was feeling all those things. And I basically uncontrollably cried for like the 12 minutes that it was my turn to talk and then could not really stop crying. I was just like tearing the whole rest of the class. No one else cried during their birth story. No one else, everyone was just like locked up. Like hey yeah this tough and a lot of their stuff was really tough too like hey we had an emergency c section or this happened or that but like it's all good and we're fine and we're figuring it out no big deal and i was like what the fuck is wrong with me this isn't
0: this isn't okay this is a representation this is exactly why i think i believe i brought up the heart and the mind and the opening of the heart chakra Right. The opening of the heart chakra, and if anyone's listening, you may be going through it and may be very confused of what you're actually going through right now, is, is this vulnerability, this truth, and this honesty you're speaking about. And it's tears. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like f- constant. I it's see. constant crying. And, and it's, a, it's a difference between depression and completely yeah. opening. So the depression actually can close you. And, this, and the opening of the heart chakra, which is happening on a level, and if people don't begin to go through it, it's going to take the next seven years. So, um, the more, the people that are more on a spiritual path right now are going to go through it first and then it's going to create a wave of over humanity to start to open up and it has to happen. But these women are the representation of humanity in general that are ignorant, that don't want to look at things that happen in their life that are ignorant to me. And, 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 and Ina May Gaskin said this, women birth the way they live their lives. Mm-hmm. It's a hundred percent true. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. If you're super controlling, you're going to control every aspect of your birth. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, want to, you don't want interventions, and you have a list of a twenty-five page list of what you want in your birth, you're going to get a C-section. Yeah, because you're going to lose control. And so, all those people is just a manifestation of who they are at their birth. And so you have to recognize your heart's opening, and and there, and
1: still in their mind, and that's why the clash of the women well, it was so interesting. Because one woman afterwards came up to me as we were leaving. And of course I'm like trying to get the heck out of there. Cause I'm still crying and like, it's over and I'm ready to just go home and be done. And she said to me, you know, she just, she just said, thank you for being so open and honest. And it's really hard to do that. And I really appreciate that you were able to do that. Like you were the one that could do that today. And it was really nice because it was, I, I guess then I saw what you just said, which was it's not a problem. It's not depression and that was hard because I know even my husband for a while was like, do you have postpartum depression? What's going on with you? Like you're not so upset all the time like you're so, you know, but it, but it, it is different. And I knew that I didn't. I knew I was just going through something and I was just sad and it, it's a lot. And I literally even today have, I've been having physical manifestations of heart stuff. So all heart palpitations. Or like the back of my left shoulder blade will really hurt or my left lung will really hurt and I feel like I can't breathe and like something is kind of like, not like choking around the heart. That's too severe of a word, but maybe compressing or, Mm -hmm. you know, blocking a little bit. It's Mm -hmm. all the, I'm feeling all those physical things and it's really uncomfortable and kind of scary because you're like, you know, I'm having this rapid heartbeat. I'm having, you know, and, and you're not sleeping very well. So, you know, you wonder, is it from that? Is it? am I magnesium deficient? Am I, you know, you go through the whole mental litany of what it might be, but Mm -hmm. I hear you in saying it's probably happening on a much deeper level. And it's much more about the spirit than it is about.
0: Mm -hmm. And the the more you can go. Okay. And, and no one wants that because going into the opening of the heart is so painful and literally if anyone is happening to be listening and you're finally like, oh, this is what's going on with me. Yes, it is. And it, it's the kind of pain that it, it will feel like, again, you'll feel like you're bipolar because you're going from your mind to your heart, your mind to your heart. And, and this is what my third book's about. It's called The Original Wound. And it's like you have to go into that original wound so deeply within you. And because that original wound, whatever it is, let's say mom or dad, abandoned you, mom or dad um, tried to control you, mom or dad put controlling environment around you, so you have to keep re- maintaining that, right, um, and then this is also goes into the womb, you, you were sexually abused, or these main huge issues, you have to go into that wound, and because if you don't go into that, those, those original wounds, there may be one to two, but there basically goes down to one, it really does, you can track it right back to daddy didn't love me, simple, boom. Let's go. And so you're going to recreate in your life all the things, all and and, and it's all a manifestation of that. And then you can't not recreate it because your body is so used to the chaos. So I'm going to mirror my own experience. I was used to chaos growing up, complete chaos in my house from a mentally ill father and different, you know, um, I was, chaos was my norm. And so I create, recreate it with traveling the world. I recreate it with having to always do too much work. I recreated the chaos with, um, relationships with men, even Mm -hmm. though I didn't have to. And so the, the way to, I, I, I had to stop and see how I was recreating my own chaos. And for you, it's recreating the control mechanism. Yeah, And so for me, I didn't have an, as, I don't believe I have as many issues around control, but I have issues around creating chaos, like bipolar chaos because of my mm. bipolar father. Does this make yeah. sense? Yeah. And so I was flipping that into dating men after uh, divorcing my husband. And your, your original wound is around control and comparison. Does this make sense? And vulnerability yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't and know vulnerability to be who from, you are. Though.
1: I mean, I don't know if it's it could from my be mom, something from
0: something past. It could be yeah. in the womb. You might not even ever really know. You might not be like you could be like I had the greatest childhood, but if that's your right. consistent go-to sabotager. To, to not, and I mean by culture, and it's been that
1: since I was a child, like, right? I, yeah.
0: So we don't we don't like okay. So it's just, we we know that that's what it is. You're going to keep on recreating that, and and what I mean by chaos is it you don't have a sense of peace. And so I, I'm only saying this as I'm getting to that point where I can be home and I don't have to do constant work. I don't have to obsess over some guy that's not calling me or is calling me. I don't have, I, I, I'm just happy and in control and in love with myself. Yeah. And it's like, how do we take back all of our power as women and all of our, you know, all the things we, all the energy we put out towards other people and project onto other people whether it's males or females or our family members or anxiety of someone else is causing it and own it and say oh i'm i'm really just inner, i'm i'm the own i'm the i'm my own creator of my own reality and i'm the i'm going to take responsibility for creating any chaos in my life hmm. any chaos that's created in my life that's attracted by another human being is a representation of where i am at on an energetic level Mm-hmm. And in order to change my frequency, I need to own every relationship in my life that mirrors that part of my own self that sabotages. So these women in this group are a mirror of you. Otherwise you would not be in that room. And these men that I dated after my ex-husband and my are a mirror of where my level of consciousness was on a chaotic level. Yeah. It's not their fault. They wouldn't be in my life had I not needed them as a mirror to myself.
1: So, but then I guess how to break free? How to how to find that peace amidst such a habituated path of comparison
0: so the meditation white tantra has really helped for me kundalini white tantra has really cleared that for me taking the time to go to these all-day meditation events doing my daily practice finding the meditation that works for what i'm working on and doing it and committing to it for a full year and working through that has really helped for me and also looking at the pattern of each time and finally taking the self-worth back. So I'm, I'm bringing back men for me because I, I don't know how to compare it to you. And I, and yeah. I this is mirroring for you. It is. Yeah. So, if I know, if I'm, so now I'm, I'm dating again after being divorced, right? And so I am catching myself much faster within, um, I mean, it, I could go, if I see a man, that's not the right man, and I start to get too attracted to it, and my energy level goes up again, like obsessive, or he's the one, and, and he's, and I'm matching, I have to check where's my self worth. Is there any red flags in that situation Mm. and and how fast can I get out of it and get my center back? And so for this, it's like for any issue that's coming up in your life that's a projection of somebody outside of you, how fast can you get out of that projection? I mean, Mm. let's say if I were to choose to go into one of these relationships with these men, I could probably see it going eight months. And so what these meditations do and what these, you know, are into building our own intuition and building our own self-worth of bringing yeah. back our own energy consistently is it builds a self-trust, right? That you can get out of it, but it, but it also, it's catching yourself faster each and every day. Hmm. So now where I would have gone maybe, you know, like or a relationship for eight months that was chaotic. I, I can see, I went down to two weeks, right? And now even after, practicing this for you know a few months now I'm down to one day yeah. I'm down to one hour now amazing yeah. and so it didn't come overnight it came with first identifying my ignorance around my own self-sabotaging behaviors and owning my self-sabotage and seeing mm-hmm. how my self-sabotage affects my own children and the people around me including mm-hmm. my family members like me calling my sister to complain about men is toxic yeah and it's not fair to her Yeah. And you, you know, like, I'm just, you're doing the same things, but it's just with a group of women. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And so then catching. Okay. So it's, so (laughs) let's do the steps of how we get out of this as a group of women. We first, we recognize for our heart to be open. We have to see our own, our own wounds Our and we have to track it back to our original wound and how we create our own chaos. So you got and so we have to first like write down if you're not sure. And this is the act of becoming self-aware. This is the awakening process. That all of us have to go through uh, on this, on this, in this world, to be, become more self-reflective individuals, but also mothers. Yeah. And so, first, own your self-sabotagers.
1: I know that. I feel like that's big. If I can really look at that and write them down, and be like, "What am I doing?" to sabotage peace in my life. yeah. What are
0: you doing to sabotage your peace? Like during the day, what creates the most dysfunction and chaos? And that might take you two months to figure out. Cause you're, cause yeah. that's how good it, at it. We are keeping it, you know? And, and for me, it might've been like when I was stressed out and getting divorced, it was drinking too much wine. Yeah. And now I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, occasionally yeah. like it works and I right. still am drinking my red wine occasionally, but it's not like I'm not yeah. using it as my number. Right. And it's and then it's like, okay, so I've identified it. And then you start to identify it. So like me, it's like the relationship thing, let's say the red wine thing. And then maybe I would, I would overwork a lot. I would create too many projects to, to, you know? And so it's like, how do I get down to simplifying and grounding in all of those different Mm -hmm. things and catching myself faster and seeing the red flags faster in myself, that'll projection of other people. So what the the men, okay, so I'm going to talk about opening up the heart chakra. Me attracting unavailable men or men that cannot be in their own heart is only a reflection of me not having my heart all the way open. Hmm. The more healing that I've done on myself and my heart and being able to love myself, I am now attracting men that are almost to the balance of where I am. Their heart Mm -hmm. is open. For example, I went on a date with this man I just spoke to you about Mm -hmm. and he's much closer to what I want Mm -hmm. and he wasn't he's not what I want and the right person but he was able to even communicate with me via text I don't think we're the right match but it was wonderful to meet you I love that you know and and I was just like thank you because most men would just not write back right because their heart is closed and they don't know how to communicate so I not only attracted a man that's almost the man I want but his heart is open enough not fully but open Hmm. enough that he's able to communicate to me within knowing me and respect me enough because I have earned that self-respect inside. Hmm. Had I not previously, even, and it's moving so fast, my, my, my ability to, to check my own chaos and to check my own self-sabotagers when I'm looking at that's all I've been working on is where am I self-sabotaging? Where am I self-sabotaging? So where Hmm. are your
1: self-sabotagers? Tell us. I mean, I think it's definitely not finding another way to feed him whether okay. that's So do you have a pen and paper? Yeah. Right. You need to write this down or you're going you're gonna to forget.
0: And, you're, and anyone who's listening, start to begin to look at the way you self-sabotage and then you create chaos around that and then you like to talk about it with everybody, that it's something else. So you're probably telling everybody, oh, my gosh, I'm so tired. I, um, I can't get um, any help. Nobody's here to help me. Well, you're creating it. Yeah. Like I was creating the chaos in the relationships. Yeah. And I have to own that. Yeah. And then I have to make the steps to change it because if I don't change that chaos, my subconscious and my ego loves the chaos. I'm really going right at my ego once I stop my chaos. I've been so used to that chaos. Yeah. And so your your body gets
1: so used to you're used to control. I think a lot of it too is like, I guess projecting on him. Like, will he even be okay if I'm not there? Do you know what I mean? Like, will he? But I feel like if he has the, a nourishing, cozy beverage <laughs> to comfort him, he'll be okay. He'll be okay, and even if he's not okay initially, he'll he'll be okay if he's with people I trust that will, you know, take care of him. Yeah, he's crying and all that, but.
0: So your original wound is control and your original wound is feeling that you're not enough. And so you compare yourself to these other people around us. So that's, let's put these two original wounds down. So the original wound is really, I'm not enough. And that's really all of our original wounds. Yeah. So we can all go back as women and be like, we all have low self-esteem because we're not, we don't have our own power yet. And this is everyone is listening and all of women are, we, we have to come into our own power. And that own power is somewhere in our childhood. Somebody told us we weren't enough and not yeah. lovable. And then that goes all the way back to the heart. The heart is love. So somewhere the belief system around is I am not, I am not love. I've lost love, hmm. right? And so, let, so if we're making, let's if you're all listening and you're making some sort of a diagram of your own self self thank God, sit down with me. It all goes back to let's you know fear and love. So we have love as our original wound of the lack of it. And, and so going back into our heart center is finding that love. So then from the love, the lack of love, draw a circle. And then from that, I want you to take pieces off the circle, some lines, and go of all the places you don't love yourself. And for you right now, what's happening is your need to control everything around of you yeah, and not letting other people take over. Yeah. And feeling, I mean, you're in a good, you're in that spot right now, but you're, he's, baby's almost six months. And at six months, you can really, you got to start to back off.
1: Right. And I feel like I might feel that transition. Actually, I think he's going to come up and feed right now, but we can keep.
0: So there's little... So we're back to there's little things every single day we can all do to stop our own chaos. And it's pretty much in the habits that we've created. So for you, you need to start to pump to save milk so you can leave.
1: It's such a block because... I mean, I feel like I'm realizing it is such a self-sabotage move because it's such a block. When it... Like it is not a big deal. I have friends who have to pump four times during their day or, you know, it's this whole like process and it's this whole challenging thing in it, you know, and, and I don't even have to do it that much. I just have to do it a couple of times a week. I just have to get over it. And do it a couple of times. There are all sorts of options. There are all sorts of lactation consultants that can help you. It doesn't have to be painful. It doesn't have to be hard. Like, I know all those things on some level, but that's why I think the, that it, that's why I think I'm think i finally realizing it's all subconscious self-sabotage. Because, yep. Bingo. Because it's not a big deal. And I'm making it this huge, weird deal. I'm making it a
0: huge, weird deal. But that's what we do. <laughs> And that's our sub that, I mean, that's me dating. So going back, me dating an unavailable man and making it a big deal is a sabotager. He's unavailable. It's not a big deal. Move on, you know, but because I was recreating my daddy and all of these um, men, I'm just mirroring. So other people are listening. I know they're going through the same thing or it wouldn't be coming out of my mouth. Um, I was recreating my original wound in the chaos. Yeah. Of dating men like that. Right. And so for you, you're recreating that need to control the little girl did all the time uh, over and over again, even though it doesn't feel right. And I think the- it's
1: also a being, this is so helpful. I and mean, this is all coming. Does it make Drake. sense
0: to you now? Yes.
1: I think um, it's also being everything to everyone. Like there's this sort of like, I have to be everything. There it is. Or, or I'm nothing.
0: Yeah, you have and, to be everything, or I'm nothing. Which is goes back to what is it? I'm I'm not enough. I'm not enough just the way I am. I'm not enough just the way I am. And if that and and if and if there was an acceptance around not pumping and not so much energy around it, then that would be fine too. I'm not saying there's one right, way to do right. no, it or I know. not. You're totally you're just right. battling I just like, I'm yourself. Not, I don't
1: need to. It's not a big deal. I make.
0: But another. yet you
1: can't leave your baby. But I have an issue around it. That's that's what makes it a problem
0: right but that's the thing is our subconscious is so good at recreating the same level of chaos consistently through anxiety that will transfer this onto something different it could be right now it's just super exacerbating because there's another human being involved and that's why motherhood is that's why like motherhood is i'm meant to work with mothers because it's this level of awakening it's right when you're super vulnerable pregnancy and motherhood It, 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 it amplifies all of the issues you haven't dealt with.
1: Yeah.
0: And it took me until my children, and only now am I like, I'm a damn good mom. Hmm. And, and, you know, and I'm a different mom. I, you know, I, I do my meditation events. I, I leave them. I do yeah. my spiritual work and other women may say they'd never do that. You know, but we all have to, we all have to be ourselves and not feel told totally. around that.
1: And the irony is I want to be like, I see myself mothering. Of course we're all different, but in a somewhat similar way to what you were saying in terms of, I, I need independence. I, I am that type of human, even in my like romantic relationship, I've always been someone that I love my husband so much. He's wonderful, but I cannot spend, I, I have to have alone time. I have to go away. I have to go on trips by myself away from him And a lot of people wouldn't do that. Like They're like, oh, if I'm traveling, I'm always bringing my whole family. I have to do things by myself. And I know you do a good bit of that. But it's like that is so healing for my romantic relationship. And I know it will be healing for me as a mother too. But to even begin to get to that point, I have to be able to leave him for like three hours with some milk and someone else that I trust and let it be okay. But
0: So you getting over this hump? will be a huge healing of your self-sabotager boom it's so easy right yeah and me learning to say no not the right man don't go into the chaos am i cho-? And 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 it's like all of us need to look at whatever your way of creating chaos is why are you doing that to yourself and your family
1: yeah
0: and and it's and it's and it's and it's every single day the same chaos and it may be like you complain about going to work and then you complain about making dinner why what in it in you makes, needs that negativity? What part of your ego is feeding off that? And the chaos might be the wrong word. It could be negativity for you. It could be yeah. let's anxiety for you. Um, I just use the word chaos as a no, general. No, I know. It's,
1: it's, it's so true.
0: As a general navigator of something away from the level of peace that you can actually feel as a human being. And it's and it's our creation of our ego that feeds off of that that goes back to the program when we had as children. And this is what it takes to clear the generational patterns of not repeating it from the past. And so all of my family probably had chaotic men around. And then I recreate chaotic men. Yeah. It's amazing. We are the most amazing but once you begin to get past that subconscious programming with specifically deep meditational work and deep inner looking of like and and the choosing to be away from it it's like the same thing as choosing to eat healthy you have to consciously consistently work on it it's like the same thing as if it's so it's january 2020 right now Add to your list, okay, I'm going to eat more vegetables and fruit. I'm going to work out four times a week, and I'm going to, every right. single day, look at the way I'm creating chaos, anxiety, or depression within my own life yes. to myself. Yeah. And it's in little tiny yeah. acts. It's in the picking up of a carrot rather than a cracker. Right. It's in the moment of not fighting with your husband mm. and choosing. It's these, It's not about, like, well, how do I do this? What do I do? It's. It's okay. like... You take the project you have in front of you and you work on it. You know how we have all these long-term goals? It's sort of like, yeah, but how do those long-term goals get right. done? I'm doing this podcast. I have so much on my plate I want to complete. And yeah. I, I know that I'm going to take it step by step and not make – because my self-sabotager Ooh. would love to create chaos by all the projects because of my destiny feels so big. My destiny feels so heavy on me. And right. the amount I need to create is heavy on my back. Yeah. And my self-sabotager would love to create, you know, chaos around the need to create. This is, and it's the same thing. It's even like, so when people start to meditate and they transfer the materialism or the chaotic or the neurotic tendencies into the meditation practice. It's right, the same which I thing. think
1: I, I definitely did a bit of that in the beginning. I'm probably still doing some of that but it's okay.
0: So do you have any more questions around this and how you're recreating like so not no, so we've what we solved from this is you recreated your toxic um, environment from your work with a group of women that are all still in that same area and then you got mad and stressed out that they're not
1: matching your frequency. Do you know what I mean? This is so funny. This is perfect. I honestly, I'm You didn't even think of it.
0: You weren't even thinking of why it made you so
1: mad. It's because it was your old work environment recreated. And something that, you know, on one level I thought I was, I had eclipsed and it's clearly, you know, maybe a bit, but not totally. So...
0: Right. And you'll get constantly, like we were talking about Lacey Phillips works of the manifestation. Yes. Right. Is, is there's this woman named Lacey Phillips that I just kind of found on, cause I was wondering as I'm manifesting my next relationship, why I was being brought these tests of men, you have to pass these tests and you have to react differently to them. And so for you, it's like, go into that boardroom of these women, which is similar as a boardroom. And will you react the same? Will you, you know what I mean? You could still go to that group, but will you have the same reaction? Right. And so for me, it's like, will I go on these dates and, and, and have it go longer than a a 24 hour period in my mind? Yeah. And then that's the test is I can keep dating. I can still put myself out there into these groups of people, but will I attach my emotional body and physical spirit or lose myself Hmm. in that group of men Mm -hmm. or with that man? Because we're always going to have these tests come up and how fast do we pass them and then we know that we're to the next level of the manifestation and the next level of healing is you pass. You're you're going to continue to walk in a room with women like that over right. and over and over in your
1: life. Well, and I think I'm supposed to work with them. But so it's funny that like- but you can't be so triggered triggering. by them to work right. by them. Of course. Like if like, I was triggered by my clients- Of course. Yeah. There's no I way. I wouldn't
0: be a good teacher and a lot of teachers are triggered by their people and there's that's- There's no what, way. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, I see that now, which is really good, but wow, this is so helpful.
0: Okay. So what are you learning inside right now? Anything you need
1: to self reflect on? I, I think I'm just blown away by how I've been using certain things as excuses for actually taking care of myself and making it seem like I think it's just, yeah, it's, I think the shouldering, I think the biggest aha moment has been beyond the corporate that I'm recreating, corporate America that I left in my mom's group, but feeling like I need to shoulder everything by myself when that's not healthy for anybody. Most of all, my son who I'm supposed to be, you know, this whole like super mom thing. It doesn't even, it's not even of interest to me and I don't want to be that way. And yet, The patterns that I've been following have been behaving along those lines. So I need to take a hard look at how I can outsource help, and I can be okay with that, and I can make the outsourcing of help. You know, it's like I'm hiring a part time nanny, but then I'm like sabotaging it by not pumping. (laughs) That makes no sense. You know what I mean? (laughs) So I need to not. I need to outsource and not self sabotage. And you're
0: also sabotaging by worrying about it. Right. And not fully right. accepting it. Right. And so from like I am only bringing myself back into it because I'm it, it's a mirror as I always do with all my clients yeah. is if I can, if I were to go on these dates and then get into the date with the guy or like get into the energy that wasn't right for me, yeah which our ego wants to. Our ego wants to like say like, "Oh, well maybe he'll change." yeah maybe he'll be a different man tomorrow or the next day yeah. no you have to accept the person and the situation for where it is in that moment right and this could be with you know with dating men or with meeting a nanny or with the thing it's like you have to look at the situation of like for me it's like that man is that man I cannot change him and for yeah. you it's like this situation is this situation I can't does that make sense yeah it does it does it's, and I think and it's we can like, transfer this to anything in our yeah. world. I'm giving people two different examples. Yours is one example. It's like, how do we self-sabotage our own progress and our own happiness? So simply yeah. by our ego thinking we can control it or control other people. So yours is like, I'm trying to control away a man. And yeah. you're just trying to control the situation with the nanny. And the funny
1: thing is, it's like... It's such an easy fix.
0: Exactly. It's such an easy fix for me too. It's walk away. And yours is walk away too. Yeah.
1: Yeah, mine is walk away in a different way. Mine is walk away, leaving behind the, the tools for someone else to care for my child. So that I don't have to be walk like walk away and leave the burden of being everything to everyone
0: behind and it really comes down to letting go of attachment to the way things should or should end up yeah. and, and and surrendering yeah. things
1: huh? i think he needs yeah yeah but i think we're almost done you just, uh, needs a diaper change. um <laughs> so freaking helpful oh my god I'm blown away
0: So it's like the same path of like the awakening path to these little tiny things in life. Then you see, okay, how am I not, how am I trying? So how am I walking away from love? How am I trying to control my environment or control the people around me to make myself feel more comfortable, which we do in relationships and we do in this mothering. It's what I'm doing is there's no difference between what I'm doing and what you're doing in some ways. It could be the way we feel it inside, the level of chaos we're creating. So, and then how, how are we controlling that? And then how can we let go? That's the next path of, you know, how do we just let go a little bit? And this can be transferred to the way you eat food. To if you have an eating disorder, it's going to be the same almost pathway. And this actually, I should write this down because it could be the next, how to explain it in my book, but how do we let go? And then, and then like, where's our attachment to the ways we're letting go? And then that full surrender. Yeah. And and I can tell you from personal experience, the only way to God is constantly surrender. Constantly surrender. Mm-hmm. Constantly surrender. I I can't think of any path to me that's closer to God is like, okay, you think you know how to do everything. Are you like I think I know how I'm going to meet this partner of mine. I am I keep hearing in my mind, you don't have to do anything. That's all I yeah. keep hearing. Everything you yeah. want is going to come directly to you. Why are you trying to find it? Yeah. And it's like, for you, it's the same thing. It's like, kind of like sitting, it's like, I find I get more done by sitting back and allowing things to come to me than going out and chasing it and doing Mm -hmm. that inner
1: work every Mm -hmm. time. This is so helpful. (laughs) Any other questions you have before we go? No, I'm just, I'm very impressed. Thank you. I Mm -hmm. really needed that today. Good. I hope it helped everyone.
0: Who's listening, and if you're listening, please subscribe or leave a rating on this podcast. It really, really, really helps. Um, both of my books are available on Amazon. If you They're go so
1: Facebook. good. They're so, so they're good. They're so
0: good, and they're, they're so helpful. So,
1: they're so helpful and beautiful, and I find myself going back to them as reference guides even now, and I feel like I'll just continue to do that. They're so good. Oh, my gosh.
0: So one the first one was Mystical Motherhood, and the second one's Fertile. They'll soon be both published under my name, Pritam Atma, but um, one is published under Chelsea Wiley. One is published under Pritam Atma. So it's better to actually just go to my website, www.mysticalmotherhood.com. If you want to purchase them, they're on the first page. And then also if you have any questions or you need help, uh, there's a work with me page there. So you can go there. And and if you want to share your information, you're welcome to now. yeah, Go oh, ahead. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah. So my name's Joanna Andre and, um, and, I founded a company kind of about (laughs) escaping from the prison of feeling like you have to be stuck in corporate America or in a life you hate. And so I work with folks privately, though, as per our discussion today, I'm taking some time. Um, And I also teach meditation uh, corporately and privately. Um, And my information, you can find everything I do at wanderingwellness.com.
0: Yeah. And everything you're going through right now is going to help amplify what you're here to do on this world.
1: Yeah.
0: I feel and that. I, I, when I had my children, just so you know, I remember thinking it was such a, I had had the Kundalini opening and then I got pregnant and I said, this is just not, and then I went and studied with Ianna May and It was one thing after another, after another. Yeah. And it was, I was like, and I knew during it that the, the children were a part of me going through, you know, the, the process of creating these books and my, my, what I will create in the future. And they were, I had to go, had to have them first understand it, but I had to go through it
1: mm.
0: so that I could help other women first. I couldn't, how could I teach about yeah. this stuff and not have done it?
1: Yeah.
0: And I had, to, you know, so it's all a part of the journey of where yeah. you're supposed to go and it makes you into a stronger human being if you use the time right. Yeah. And you use it as a time of self-reflection and awakening. And, and, and that's why it's such a potent time for change.
1: And I think that's honestly why I'm so, I want to be home with him so much because I know if I really find a way to like flow with it, it is going to, I mean, it is, it's not going to change me. It is changing me. But I also think part of that lesson is going with that flow and that desire to have a, just a little bit of alone time, where he's also getting used to being comforted by somebody else and having that be part of the flow too. So it's, it's really, it's like a twofold, but it's all, yeah, it's all working. I think.